0: Logical progression, year
1: 4, chapter 14, lesson 6. rahim the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful, 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 the Most Merciful. And on his the best. Allah is not wa Today is a good lesson um, in that we get into some stuff that everyone is familiar with inshallah, and also are very useful for anyone who um, might not be thinking of staying in that today is the lesson that you will actually learn how to say the adhan, the actual adhan itself. Um, so, so far we've been talking about obviously rulings of giving it and how and where and what and who is the one who gives it etc. But now we're coming to the actual adhan itself, the wording And to also understand how many times it was actually narrated from the Prophet ﷺ. Is there only one way of doing the Adhan? Is there a difference of opinion? I mean, the Adhan is something that we all know so well and we think is so set, right? Is there such a thing as a Hanafi Adhan? A Hanbali Adhan? A Maliki Adhan? A Shafi Adhan? Is that possible? And, um, you know, and as usual, if there is such a reality where there are differences of opinion on a matter of fiqh, is it that the scholars... They are insisting on trying to uh, uh, assume a single position, i.e. for example, um, let me think of an example, combining the prayer. right? Uh, Abu Hanifa alayhi did not consider combining the prayer permissible. The other three imams considered it permissible. There's a difference between this statement and saying there's a difference of opinion. Because there is a difference of opinion here as well, isn't it? Right? There's a difference of opinion that led some scholars to say it is allowed, the Prophet ﷺ did it as narrated in Sahih Muslim, etc., etc., etc. And there is a difference when Abu Hanifa and his companions, and therefore the Madhab, say that it's not permissible except on Hajj, and that's between Dhuhr and Asr, at Arafah. And that's the only nas which exists, and everything else is, is abrogated, etc., etc. So that's their position. When the Hanafis will argue this position, they will argue it to the end, saying that this is the only acceptable position. When the other three scholars argue their point, they will argue it to the end, saying this is the only acceptable position. Meaning that they don't want you to combine all the time, but they're saying you have to allow combining when it's needed. So that's one type of difference between the scholars, where they insist that their position is the correct one and the others is wrong because of some mistake or because they never got understanding of the issue correctly, or they never heard the evidence correctly, or they didn't think the hadith was sahih, and make excuses. There are other scenarios when the scholars differ, the fuqaha differ, but their differing is upon something which they themselves accept that the other party has got a right to say what they say and they would follow it themselves. And they would accept it themselves. Meaning that it's not an issue of haram and halal, but rather what we call a tanawr. Yani meaning that there are different options to actually use. Now this is rare in the sunnah. okay? And the adhan is probably the most best example of this issue. So it's a very interesting lesson today. So the, the Arabic of the dar starts, um, what we're going to be covering today inshaAllah is وهو Hamsa عَشْرَةَ جُمْلَةً يرتلها على علو متطهر مستقبل الْقِبْلَةِ جاعلا إِسْبَعِهِ في اذنيه غير مستدير ملتفتا في الْحِيْعَلَةِ يمين وشمال قائلا بعدهما في اذان الصبح الصُّلَاتُ خير من النوم مرتين وهي عشرة يحضرها I've just read a little bit extra than what we're going to do, but what we're going to be covering is in the English, the Adhan is 15 sentences. One recites it from a high position whilst in a state of purity and facing the Qibla, placing his finger in each ear, not swiveling around, turning only to his right and left during the Hay'alatayn, and also adding after it, the prayer is better than sleep, Twice during the morning adhan only. So we're going to be concentrating on the first half of this. Uh, we're going to be concentrating on the first half of this particular um, of this particular passage. Now the adhan, fifteen sentences long, says the author. The author is a Hanbali, through and through. Okay, and he's only talking about his position. Naturally, when you see, as I've said to you before, this text is not the beginner beginner text. It's like you know, second, Yani level or third level, you can say. And we can argue that there are five levels when the t te- when students study a a madhab, when they study fiqh, they will start at a very basic nursery text. I just told and that's it. And then the second level, which is probably this, which is where they're kind of uh, introduced to a bit more detail and also the existence of differences of opinion. The third would maybe mention an evidence, third level. The fourth and fifth, which are kind of close to each other, would involve discussions and throwing the opinions around, looking at the opposing evidences, discussing it. Now, we in this class are doing a level two text, but the style that we're doing it is a level four, not a level five, a level four kind of class because we are discussing opposing opinions we're looking at some issues we're going into some briefish detail level five would take us like you know 300 years or whatever you know what i'm saying there's so much discussion well i'm not even kidding i'm not even kidding Uh, 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 i mean i'm nobody but i learn something new every single day about virtually every single thing that i know i want you to i want you to think about this statement that's not modesty or whatever that's about as accurate a statement i can make i learn something new every single day about every single thing that I know. Not a single fact a day. I didn't say that. I didn't say I learn something new every day, which is the non-Muslim kind of, you know, cliched statement that everyone uses. Yeah, I learn something new every day. Everyone learns something new every day. What kind of statement is that? I'm telling you that I learn something new every day about every single thing that I know. So for example, if I know an issue about standing in prayer, I learn something new about standing in prayer that I didn't know. If I learn something about the moving of the finger that I know and the new and the opinions, I learn something new about just the moving of the finger. You know, knowledge is so deep. I just learned something new right now, by the way. Right now. I picked up this book here, which I, I bought along with me, and I read something which I never knew. I never knew whatsoever. Uh, and I'll, I'll just tell you now I'm not going to make it part of the class but there's a very famous hadith in Sahih Muslim that we're going to be covering today I never knew that there were some of the Salaf and some of the very major uh, uh, imams of hadith like Yahya bin Sa'id Al-Qattan who actually said an unbelievable statement it's a huge statement يعني, in hadith he considered the hadith that is narrated in Muslim To potentially have some narrations where the one that we all know and the one that we all read is not as authentic as the one which has been collected by students of the same narrators in other collections. So basically what he's trying to say is that I believe that there is a more authentic version of this hadith in Muslim, that Muslim should have gathered himself. He's talking about Sahih Muslim, right? And that's on the issue of Adhan, I mean that's very impressive to me what he says. And he's basically saying that I therefore should I therefore consider that it should actually be more authentic than the one in Sahih Muslim. Now that's a big statement. That's a massive statement to make about someone like a, a Muslim Ibn Hajjaj, a Naysa Aburi, who is the Imam of Muhyiddin. Only only Bukhari is in front of him. So that's just a small example. I learned that right here. Just you know, I'm waiting for you guys. Just reading, okay? And that's not reading in the main text. That's reading in the footnotes of some guy who is making extensive, extensive research notes, right at the bottom, not in the base text. And this is, this is a book about the Adhan. All right? I'm just giving you an example that knowledge is so deep. And everything that we know, you know, honestly, you don't know. Honestly, you don't know. And I know you hear it so many times, the more that you learn, the more you realize you don't know. But Wallah, is so true. Wallah, it's so true. I never, ever, ever come across a more true statement in any field of life than that one. That every day, the more that you learn, the more that you realize just how much you don't know. How scary knowledge is. And that's why subhanAllah is so important to just yeah, have scholars who effectively take that responsibility by giving us a nice simple statement and us sticking to our level. And then inshallah, you know, stepping slowly and slowly and slowly. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, imagine, right? Uh, I've been like reading and studying for 20 years. And I'm still doing this. And my teachers have doubled that and they're still learning. And then you have people who come around studying for a couple of you know months, couple of years, whatever. And they're making statements and saying things and whatever. They're so confident of themselves. They believe so much that they are so right. It's the height of ignorance to have so much confidence and especially to use uh, uh, language and terminology which is absolute and exclusive. Which, which is very, very dangerous. Even I want to say, subhanAllah, that earlier on. So that's why I learned this now. What did I learn earlier on today? Which I never knew. I never knew, for example, that, and we're going to come to this inshallah, that Sheikh Uthameen was so strict on the issue. I never actually appreciated this point. That he was so strict on the issue of exactly how to say Hayyala Salah. You're going to see that Sheikh Muhammad Bukhtar al is far more... Um, uh, far more accommodating of this actual position when you hear it you 'll be thinking like you know what's what 's what you know what 's the issue all about, but if you understand his reasoning that actually you 're talking about an act of worship that doesn 't have the leniency for you to decide what 's easier or what 's not, then you know so anyway we 're going to be covering this so let 's look at this yeah, so uh, Sheikh Amin starts off and he says so it is fifteen sentences sentences, and a sentence here. You know, when I teach Fiqh Salah, we have some fun in this because I tell the students, you know, right, who's going to say it? And obviously, um, uh, 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 the actual word sentences is 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 like the same as words. And when you see all of the wordings, you know that it doesn't actually look like 15. So you have to then kind of give them the right um, the, the the right numbering. So let's give it the right the right numbering. Um, one thing that I should have really done is to kind of I don't know. Up, because it's not in the text you know ironically the actual wording for the Adhan is not in the text Um and maybe to put uh, should I give you something? should I send it to you? I've got yeah, something here yeah, yeah. and you want to just put it up? Um let me just send Shaz this that I have here which is got all the others and ziz ah. and the pictures yeah? <laughs> yeah because I know you packs like that behavior. yeah email, yeah huh? email? yeah I'll email it to you um, let's email this to Shaz then you guys then all can see it online and the guys here in the masjid can see it on the um, can see it on the older oh there's just the hair missing am I going to do that again how can okay, I do it again okay let's try that again Very good. Right, there you go, Shaz. That's in your inbox now. He'll get that on the screen. So, um, to start off with, I want to say that there are three main opinions, okay, as to how many words the adhan is 19 words, 17 words, and 15 words. Okay? Three narrated adhans. Alright? The 15 word one is the one that we all know. It's what is known as the well-known Adhan. Ironically, it has not got the most amount of coverage in the Hadith. The one which is in Muslim, which you would consider to be like, you know, the solid, the yani main player, the one which is based upon Hadith, okay, all of them are based upon Hadith, of course, but I mean, uh, actually has a narration in Sahih Muslim, is a 17 version. But there are also other narrations of that same Hadith which give it 19 versions. Right, so, you got it up there, Shaz? Oh, you got it Oh small, yeah. You know what you need to do? Well, no, because it's going to become a mission then. But it really would be great to, to box it off into each. This is the 15 version. Okay, what well, you're looking on... What do you want, on, you want to do? Huh? Well, I don't know. I think that it, it, unless you've got Arabic formatting, if you press return after each comma, will it, will it break it up at the right place? Or will it go all crazy? So just to get basically each sentence on each line. Sort of, yeah. No? Not happening yet? Okay, don't worry. A comma will uh, make it clear. And I'm going to tell you, so it doesn't matter Yanny, whether I, you know. So the... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Okay? Okay. I don't know. Is it on the screen? People seeing it on. on the no, in, on, yes. online. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Allahu Akbar is one sentence. Allahu Akbar is the second sentence. Allahu Akbar is the third sentence. Allahu Akbar is the fourth sentence. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. The fifth. Ashhadu an, an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu Anna Muhammad رسول Rasulullah, Ashadu Anna Muhammad رسول Rasulullah. These are all separate sentences. And then, Hayala Salah, another sentence. Hayala Salah, another sentence. Hayala Al another sentence. Hayala Al another sentence. Allahu Akbar, another sentence. Allahu Akbar, another sentence. La ilaha illallah. That is 15 sentences. This is narrated in all of the authentic narrations in Bukhari and so on and so forth in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Zayd the hadith of umar the hadith which you find where as i told you last week or whatever i've told you that these companions came to the prophet ﷺ, said that we saw a dream and this is what the man who's dressed in green came and told us and he repeated it to the prophet ﷺ, and he said right so that's what you might call the base position it's the base then all right however i want to just rewind the the situation a bit okay and I want to also say to you by the way that is there for that Adhan the one that we all know that's the, that's the position of the Hanbali school and the Hanafi school alright and the Hanbali school and the Hanafi school and if you think about it I want you to think about it you guys all think this is the only Adhan which exists and the reason that you'd be fair to accept that it's the only Adhan that exists is because is because exactly what else, what else Muslim world do you guys know other than this country which is dominated by the pags or you're an american that's dominated by the pags uh, or you're in the middle, middle east which is dominated by the saudi kind of you know you know the the, the the emirates and the gulf region has no fiqh yeah all right so they copy from saudi who are humblies and the humblies have exported their fiqh out yani, into the entire region so once you're talking the humblies and the the uh hanafis i mean i mean those who actually stick to the madhab then you've got this one that's going to then uh, uh, spread. The next factor. Next factor is that the Malaysia and uh, Egypt are the two kind of Shafi'i bastions. Yeah? And there's a good couple of hundred million Muslims there, frankly. However, they don't practice their own madhab. Right? As well as you might think. Because this is linked to the third factor, which is the political one. The political factor is that all of us emotionally has this connection with Mecca and Medina and the Muaddin of the Haram you know he is the mental one that's stuck in our minds and burned into our you know burned into our brains and likewise, the CDs that we all hear of, you know, Quran that got sent out everywhere, you know, they're the ones who ultimately have been doing the da'wah. The Saudi's been paying for all the CDs and the books to go out and they had the Islam channels on and this and that, whatever. So ment- mentally speaking, across the entire world, even people who are Malikis and Shafi'is who follow 17-word and 19-word opinion, they don't even know what their own adhan is. Okay, so that's another reality. That's why when I say that well-known adhan, it is the 15-word adhan, actually, it shouldn't be the asl. It shouldn't be the asl. Now, there's a fourth position which we should uh, 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 put out there, although I think 0000000001 percent of the Muslims recognize this, and that is, that they do follow their own adhan, but they are also aware that this is also authentic, and therefore they use it, Yani, you know, uh, sparingly. They intermix between the two adhans, their own and this one. Anyway, is that, all, is that clear? So this is the 15-word adhan, alright? And I want you to look at the wording so that you're very comfortable with, with, the, with the letters and so on. And you will see, is it nice and big, yeah? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. This is the takbir repeated twice, okay? This is what we call Mathna. alright? Yani two times it has been stated. Two times. Now, if it's two times, we can now say this either separately or together. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. That is now saying it separately. Is that clear? Is that, is that clear? Separately. Last week, like I mentioned, or you will say it together. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. So now you're making this continuation, al And when you make that continuation, then of course we have to then not stop on the ra of akbar. So, uh, alif kaf ba ra, yes? It has to become baru, baru. And that dhamma, that page has to continue with the Allah of the next letter. So it has to become Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, rullah rul, And as I told you last week, the main mistake of the Mu'addineen in the massive majority of Masajid, especially Apni Masajid, desi Masajid, whatever, especially Pakistani, you know, Indian, whatever, is because they don't know Arabic grammar and they just believe they hear a sound and that's why you will always hear them say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. If you slow it down, what they're saying? They're saying Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ral," with the Fathah. That's wrong. And that's why you need to pause and get get it correct. It does it change the meaning? That's a, that's, a, that's a that's a question. It doesn't. It's not one of those yani areas in the Quran or in the Deen where the fatha changes the meaning drastically so that it becomes a problem. But is it the same meaning as Allahu Akbar with the dhamma? Is it the same meaning? No, because Allahu Akbar. Is a declared statement. Allah is the greatest. When you say Allahu Akbar, then you are indicating you are indicating that there is another word missing, that there is an assumed word. That's another part of the message. So you actually ruin the the, the true meaning of the word, even though it's not what we call fatal. It's not what we call fatal. Yeah. So I don't want to say that it is okay to say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, but it's not correct. And it's not becoming of the Mu'azzin to say it. Okay? So you need to remember that. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. You have to make that dhamma clear. Slow down, get the rul in. And we have, again, two ways of saying this, 15 words. Okay? I'm going to do the whole adhan as if I was doing it What some people consider it to be like What is known as the Adhan of Bilal Now there's no evidence for this by the way There is no actual clear evidence Although Sheikh Uthameen He does say That um, That وقوله يرتلها أي يقولها جملة جملة الأفضل على المشهور وهناك أخرى أنه uh, he goes that uh, uh, in the part where we're going to speak about now, about how you say it nicely, that it's recited, Tartil. Tartil, in principle, you know, lots of people give their own meaning to the word Tartil. Everyone heard that ayah in the Quran. And recite the Quran and look at the translation, you see different things, yeah? So normally it says beautifully, right? And recite the Quran beautifully. And there's some discussion whether that's correct it might be more accurate to say recite the quran properly or correctly and one of the key ways of reciting properly is to say each thing very clear and to pause everywhere you're meant to pause so therefore according to many of the scholars that to say tartil is to stop at each sentence so this is how the adhan would be in a technical tartil fashion which some claim to be the adhan of bilal impossible to prove because unless you can bring it along with hearing and say that i have ascended to bilal in the Azan there's no way of us telling us telling us that however what i can say is that in some places of africa although there's no natural connection between africa and bilal by the way that's something which is just the yeah, lazy you know, lazy pack thinking, racist thinking, yeah? That, all oh, he's black, so therefore Africans followed him. He has no connection to Africa afterwards. Yani, his fiqh did not go, it's the Malikis who went there afterwards. Yani, not Yani Bilal or whatever. But I'm just saying that there are places in Africa where they still bring this That It would go. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Ash'hadu an la ilaha illallah. Ash'hadu an la ilaha illallah. اشهد ان محمد الرسول الله اشهد ان محمد الرسول الله حي على الصلاه حي على الصلاه حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله اكبر الله اكبر لا اله الا الله so this would be the fifteen-word version recited tartila, okay? Recited, yani step by step, yani in a, uh, uh, a correct kind of way, um, uh, without getting into any problem. And I would advise people to, if they're finding the difficulty of continuing letters, all right, continuing the huruf like damma whatever, to stick to this one, all right? Then there is the other opinion. That you continue between the sentences. The one that you all know and all hear every day. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Yep, like this. this continuation. So that is the, the actual recitation of continuing and breaking. The next point I wanted to point out with respect to the letters... Um, and I wonder whether we should spend time on this now or whether we should leave this to questions to questions or we just do it as we go along right? also online I think now is a point where I want students to ask me their questions that they have about the basic Adhan before I start telling them how what is a 17 and what's a 19 and whatever let's like let's deal with the the, the issues that they can see yeah
0: Yeah. Just
1: one. I only said it twice. All yeah. oh, right. Okay. 13. So I did thirteen. Yeah. All right. There you go. So there's a <laughs> new one. Then, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a new one for you. I didn't mean that. Okay. I didn't mean that. Of course. Uh, you know why I did that, by the way. <laughs> There's a reason why I did that because the very last hadith that I just read, the one that I was talking about in Sahih Muslim, that is the narration that says that it's only said twice. Mentally, I was thinking about that. Okay, I'm gonna explain that to you in a minute. So you're gonna do the 15, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's enough, bro. So, uh, so yeah, so, so that, that's a mistake. That should have said takbir two extra times for it to be the 15. Okay, any other questions about the wording? So, another one that I would say is. It's important, of course, Tajweed and the one who doesn't know Tajweed is going to become very clear. And it's embarrassing for people who don't know Tajweed to make the Adhan. Because that's when they say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, and they sound, you know, that three-letter word, right? Okay? It's all wrong, it's all horrible, it's not right. You need to say it properly. Allah is, yani, of course, properly. Allahu Akbar. Now, again, if you don't know Tajweed, you see many people say, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar because they say this Muraqqaqa this ba yani bar yeah but in the rules of Tajweed because the ra is coming and ra is yani you know a heavy letter sound with full mouth then the ba also connects to it that's the way by the uh, the way this is the reason you might be thinking why did I send out that Quran revolution uh, email did you receive the email yeah this is what corrects that kind of stuff okay I mean this is just in the adhan. obviously we need to correct it for the Quran. But there's so many people that I listen to, they can't say these basic things. They don't know, for example, you can't even say takbir. You know? I mean, these non Muslims now are used to it, yeah. They want to hear it all the time because they like it so much, yeah, because they're not scared of it at all. Right? <laughs> so at least Yani, we should say it to them properly, isn't it? Yeah. Right? So Allah <laughs> Sheed, <laughs> yeah. So it's Allahu Akbar. You know, there's a big difference between bar. Yani full mouth bar and ber, big difference, isn't it, between ber and bar. Yeah, and there's no qalqala on the ra You know, you will find some people say Allahu akbaru, Allahu akbaru. That's not possible either, because if you're going to stop, then you got to then stop, make it sukoon becomes Allahu akbar, and you have to just give it enough. Yeah, any sukun and not يعني, reverberations, are, you know, like as if you were in a, like a, a, in an echo, whatever. So you've got to understand these type of the sound and the the the, the letters as well. Okay. Yeah. That's a, even advanced level. What you're talking about,
0: even the makr of the letters. Yes. Letters, yes. People get it around. Of course. So we so, uh, were talking about um, you said fake letters. Yes. In 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 the
1: tajweed and. In what is it depends. Depends upon the a, a, a fatal error. A fatal error is a change in meaning that leads to something significant. Okay? That leads to something significant. Like for example for for, for example um, and this is a very detailed area, okay, of of hadith and Quran and whatever. And it's in general called al Okay, that is generally called yeah, and is slipping and mistakes and so on. But let me give you the example. One of the big ones that we, we talk about is Wala Daleen, yes? And Pax and how they go, you know, they, it sounds like they say Wala Daleen, yeah? Uh, this is not a fatal error. That's an, that's an example. Okay, it's an error. It's not right. It's not, yeah, any, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame. It's, it's a humiliation. It's everything. But it's not something that you will say the guy sinned over. He's done kufr over. He has to repeat his prayer, for example. And I'm not talking about a person saying that intentionally. I'm talking about a person who's trying to say wala dhalin. And he can't get the dhalin. So he goes wad, yani, you know. And he gives that pack kind of dhalin sound. And he goes wala dhalin. He's just basically trying to say dad. Now that sound, that sound that he makes, which is in between za'a. yeah, yeah. and Bad is a sound which is not belonging to any other letter naturally. It's like a kind of created sound. In addition to this, I don't want to cause controversy, I don't want to confuse you guys either. Back in the 90s when I started learning and taking ijazah for my own recitation and so on, what was one of the very fashionable things to do back at that time was always to go around, the world was a different place, you'd go and travel wherever you want, sit with whoever you want, get the Senate with whoever you want. So I went to Medina to sit with one of the great uh, scholars, uh, Sheikh Ubaidullah Al-Afghani, alayhi rahmatullah. He passed away, I think, one or two years ago, maybe two years ago. He's the teacher of uh, Sheikh Ali al-Hudhaifi, you know Sheikh Hudhaifi, yeah, of Medina, Imam of, of Medina, and he was a professor in, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, Jamia Islamiyah in Medina for a long time. And uh, he's been teaching Quran in the masjid like, for donkey's years. And when I say teaching, meaning that, you know, he's very famous, he's typical, yani, you can see his patan, Afghani, he is old, short, long beard, white beard, whatever. And he'd be sitting in the masjid, same place, and students would come to him, and you write your name down, and basically you recite upon him. And he would give, he, uh, you know, he would basically listen to your Fatiha, and tick it off, and so on and so forth. And uh, I was there studying at the time, with a uh, a scholar who was doing a PhD separately in the, in the masjid, and before I'd start my lesson with him, I'd go to Sheikh Ubaidullah to do my tara And this guy he rocked my world because there is me, I've knocked it all out, you know, all buzzing, whatever, whatnot. And I recited my Fatiha and everything was all sweet. And when I came to Walad okay, the key issues in this yani uh, 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 word is to get. Firstly the dad sound right and then the second which is far more difficult to have the shadda on the lamb. okay to just get that right sound lean lin as opposed to say wallallin which is incorrect you have to have a shadda there and it's a very subtle one so i clocked clocked it clocked the shadda clocked the dad whatever and anyway i'm there And it's a slap on the knee or whatever it was. Meaning, repeat. I went, And then he goes to me. Then he goes, I said, huh? He goes, By the way, I'm making a mistake here. I cannot actually even pronounce the letter that he pronounced. Okay? It was something like, something with a Z sound in it i was bamboozled i was i was like what the heck yeah What's it was this and so anyway i, I the young boys who were there students of his like you know in the university i said what's happening he goes yeah we'll tell you afterwards kind of thing and so then afterwards when i sat down with them right i realized that sheikh is one of these like very few people in the world who has a senate going back to, you know, the Senate going back to Jibreel alayhi salam, and obviously this is a an oral recitation, and that he had a lot of history, and that he had caused quite a lot of problems for a lot of the imams, refusing to accept their riwayah of the letter Daud. And that in actual fact, in the pure Arabic, in the riwayah of Madhari blah, 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 the letter was actually meant to be correctly said, like this Zwad kind of sound. You know what I'm saying? Not even a proper, not not not, not, not you know like the Pak one, and this is not some kind of Pak attempt. He could speak Arabic fluently. Don't think that he's saying you know a uh, Lazina or some kind of a class like that. Okay, he he knew he was Arabic. He was saying this is Yani Sanad, according to the Senate that we have carried on with samaa by hearing, from hearing, from hearing, that God is not the correct way of saying it. And he was like saying, don't worry about the reciters that you're hearing from Mecca and Egypt and this and that, whatever. This is the correct one. I was like, dang man. That's like another day where you realize that the more that you learn, the more you don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I just want to say, I, I'm just throwing that in at the end. That, you know, maybe these other people are getting the right one by mistake. And we're getting the wrong one on purpose. You know? I don't want to put doubt in you. There's no doubt that the majority of scholars are very clear on the riwayah of Dhad. You know, so just keep that there. Anyway, um, so the next next thing I want to bring your attention to is the Ashhadu. Okay? So you know that if he was to read it, it would be, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Yeah? Because that's what it is. Ashhadu, I bear witness and that there is la ilaha, nothing worthy of worship except Allah, and it's very important that. Now that's what if you were to read it. But if you're to recite it in Ahkam al Tajweed, then you know that the Lamb, the Noon goes right and merges with the Lamb. And so it becomes, and you can't say Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, even though you do hear that. You do hear that. And that's not therefore according to the rules of Tajweed. So you hear, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. You do hear that. Okay? And that's not correct. I don't want to say it's not correct, sorry. It's not tajweed. It's not according to the Ahkam al Tajweed. Because in Ahkam al Tajweed, it will be Ashadu Allah, Allah. You won't even hear the noon. Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. Allah illallah. So that's the next point to remember. Yani when you're learning your your your, your adhan, the noon gets swallowed up. Okay? Uh, what would the next one be? What would another the Hayya for example? Okay. This is called the Hay Alatain. When you say ala Salah, Salah, falah, this is called the Hayalatain. It's like there's a name for it. Yeah. The Hay Alatain. A lot of people forget that it's a ha and not a ha. Yes? And so they will say, Hayya ala salat. Yeah? Hayya. Hayya. And it's not Hayya. It's Hayya or the ha. Now, I'll, I'll, I, again, as I do in all the classes, let me show you a little quick way of just, you know, achieving that. This is not a Tajweed class. That's why you need to do your Quran revolution. But this is, if you get your, your, your middle finger, okay, and you press against your breastbone, your sternum, yep yeah, okay that's your base point all right now if you say ha say it ha, ha, ha you will feel nothing no vibration whatsoever now say ha and you feel that deep rumbling okay ha ha now in English it's the heart of the house Yeah, the house and if you say house you will actually even even in a relaxed way house you do feel a rumbling here. Alright? So that shows that the the Ha comes from deep and the Ha comes from here. The Ha is very high up. Just literally a a, a throw out of air, clean, straight. Ha, Ha. It's just here. Ha, Ha. But you press this and say Ha, and you can actually feel that, oh no, I need to go lower. I need to go lower. So just hold your throat there and say Ha. And you can actually feel no need to go down. Keep saying Ha, 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 Ha. Ha, and you just feel like going down. Whereas if you hold your throat and you say, "ha," then it's like, ah, it's not underneath, it's, it's higher. Now that's a very untechnical, that's like, you know, pack kind of introduction. Yeah? And obviously, when you study Tajweed, you'll do it properly and understand. Um, again, saying the words pro- thingy properly. Okay? You will hear people saying, hey, ala salah. Salah because the Sa'ad is thick here. Yeah? So they continue the lam in as well. They will say, which is tragedy. Yes? It's open mouth. Light sound. Falah. Al Falah. there's another mistake, but it doesn't really happen in the adhan it happens in the iqama. Okay? So I will come to that when we do the iqama. But basically it's about the continuation alright you will say you will see that they will uh because they have memorized in their minds so they say and it's not it's a alright but anyway very rare do you see people doing the continuation in the adhan all right how many word adhan was that 15 it's the base huh yeah, you know, it's 15 sentence, but you will see the scholar's writer as a 15-word adhan. Okay? 15-word, that's like the, the, how they refer to it. But yes, it means sentence. That's the base adhan. I want to now go to um, the 19-word adhan. Okay? The 19-word adhan has been narrated by Imam Abu Dawood. And... Uh, hadith number 82 And by Imam al-Nasai um, Hadith number 103 And by At And by Imam al-Tahawi And by Ibn Majah And a Hadith inshallah is Sahih Okay And this is what is known As the Hadith of Abi Mahzura Hadith of Abi Mahzura This Hadith of Abi Mahzura Is A very interesting one Um And this is the Adhan that we can say is the Adhan of Imam al-Shafi'i. This is the one that he chose. This is the Adhan that is used by the Imams of, uh, of Mecca from the Salaf. The Imams of Mecca from the Salaf. This is also the Adhan that was chosen by Ibn Hazm as well. This Adhan is 19 words because it has something called a tarji' Okay, in Arabic, atarjia, ta'rajim yain. As Sheikh Al here, he says. Okay. So what is tarjia? He goes. Wahua. This is on page uh, fifty-six. He goes. Uh, وعند شافعي تسعة عشرة جملة بالتكبير في أوله أربعا مع الترجية. So it is saying the takbir four times in the beginning. Like you know, like normal, four times in the takbir in the beginning, with tarjia. And what is tarjia? yakulu shahadatain fi thumma yakuluha jahra. It is that you do the shahadatain quietly to yourself, and then you repeat it out loud. Okay, and then you finish off the rest of the adhan. So if you count it, it is going to be nineteen words. Alright, so I'm going to give you the first half of a uh, Shafi'i and Maliki Adhan. The Maliki one, I'm just going to say it now, is the 17 word version. 17 word ver, word version has been narrated by Sahih, by Imam Muslim. Okay, and it is the version chosen by Imam Malik. By the way, the 19, 19 word version, also there is a narration that it was chosen by Imam Malik as well. Okay riwayah is one of the Malikis' position, but Imam's Malik, Imam Malik's well-known position is the seventeen-word version. The seventeen-word version is also known as the Adhan of Medina, and it is the position of the Maliki Madhab. Who can tell me what it will be? How it will be seventeen? Nope.
0: Nope.
1: That would make it 19. That would therefore be the Shafi'i adhan. No, you'd
0: say it once, you wouldn't say it twice, you would repeat it quietly.
1: You wouldn't repeat it quietly. That then becomes the 15 word version like ours.
0: No, but you'd say it loudly, four takbir, but then you say one takbir quietly.
1: One takbir, meaning Allahu Akbar? Yeah. No. Anyone else?
0: That again?
1: No. 17 word. Yep, well done. Anyone? It's simple. It's actually the one I told you that I did. <laughs> I need two takbirs at the beginning. So tarji' is still there, but it's only two takbirs at the beginning. Okay? Let me let me let me let me do it for you, okay? I will do it for you. So this is the nineteen word, full on complete, all bells and whistles. Shafi'i Allahu Allah Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Pakistan, Allah أكبر الله أكبر Akbar, أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن Muhammad رسول الله أشهد أن لا إله Muhammad الله أشهد Allah, الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله Ashadu and Namohammad Rasulullah Haya Allah Sola Haya Allah Sola Haya Allah Fella Haya Allah Fella Allah who Akbarullah who Akbar La Illa illallah Yes, how many was it? Nineteen words, okay. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And then to myself I said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, ashhadu anna Muhammadur Rasulullah, ashhadu anna Muhammadur Rasulullah. Thumma raj'at. Then I went back. I did tarjiah. That's what tarjiah means. Raj'a yurjihu tarjiyan. I went back. Where did I get to? Yeah, okay. So then I said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, ashhadu anna Muhammadur Rasulullah, ashhadu anna Muhammadur Rasulullah. You see that? So the shahadatayn basically got done twice. First to myself, and then out loud. Hey Allah salah, hey salah. Falah. Allah Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah. 19 version. Is that clear? The Maliki Adhan, what we call the Maliki Adhan, and in Sahih Muslim, super strong, okay, it is exactly the same thing except at the beginning we only say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. That's it. Is that clear everybody? So, Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, and then we don't say Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar again, which is what happens in the other, in the 15-word one, and in the 19-word one. Yep, yeah? and then we then do tarjia. The Malikis have tarjia, so the Maliki adhan. So our, our, our adhan is Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashadu Allah لا إله That's the normal adhan, 15 word. Whereas the Maliki adhan is الله أكبر الله أكبر. أشهد أن Allah محمد رسول الله. محمد رسول الله. أشهد أن Anna إله الله. So that's the difference. And then in the 19 word, what happens? For Allah, for ta- for Allah at the beginning. And then you do Tarjiyah. So, again, just so that you know, Tarji is where you, before you declare loudly the Shahadatain four times, you say it to yourself four times. That's what Tarjiyah is. And Tarji finds itself in the 17 word version which is the Maliki Adhan, and it finds itself in the 19-word version, which is the Shafi'i Adhan, and there is no Tarji'ah in our Adhan, which is the Hanafi and the Hanbali Adhan, and that position which is held by, or that Adhan which everyone knows as the Adhan, the 15-word version. Is that clear, everybody? Everyone understood that? Every one of these Adhans, based upon a Hadith which all are either authentic or Hassan, and there are weak Hadith in there, and all kinds of stuff. By the way, by the way, um, there are more opinions just than the three. There are more than just the three opinions. Okay, for example, for example, we have. Let me give you some interesting Yani behavior here. Um, وهناك قول رابع لبعض الصلف So for example, there is one where four takbir, yeah, then no shahadatain, then they say, Hayya ala salah hayya ala salat, hayya ala falah hayya ala falah, Then they go back, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashadu anna Muhammad al-Rasoolullah, Ashadu anna Muhammad rasulullah, and they do it again. Okay? Huh? So it's like words, like right? yeah, next level words, yeah. I don't even know many words, yeah. And this is subhanAllah, just so that you know, just so that we humble ourselves. This is the position of the Imam of a Tabi'een, Al Hassan al Basri, and also Muhammad ibn Sirin, Imam of Tabi'een, as well. Not you know, small scholars, whatever. Imam of a Tabi'een, to Salaf, yeah. You know. Okay, and um, uh, Sheikh uh, Shankiti he mentions that there is also a weak hadith which. They some of them used Yani as well, but it was considered to be weak by Ibn Abdul Bar, alayhi rahmatullah. She would as a Maliki, of course. But Yani, you know. So, where have we reached? We have reached that you now know that there are how to say the adhan, what the different words are, how they differ from one another, how to say them correctly. That there are three different versions. What do we now do with this information? What do we do now with this information? Okay. I want to tell you something which I think is very beneficial for you. One of the most beneficial things that is well known from Sheikh Uthaymeen in this issue. He goes, what we need to know is, anything that we hear or receive in the sunnah, as long as it is authentic, then it is considered to be the sunnah. And, therefore, if the adhan, comes in different ways authentically, then all of them are permissible and the sunnah. Therefore, we must, بَالْأَلَّذِي Therefore, what we must do is to give adhan like this way sometimes and like this way sometimes. As long as we do not confuse the people and cause fitnah. Is that clear, everybody? So, when we know that we have authentic ways of doing something, then it becomes the sunnah to do it according to these different ways of the sunnah. It's not a case of, well, you know what, to you, to yours, and to you, to yours, and you know to me, mine, and I'll just stick to, you know what my <coughs> mom and dad told me, whatever, yeah? That's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. Here we say that it is incumbent upon you. To revive this is very important, Subhanallah, because it teaches the people, and we're going to talk about this in in, in a second. But I just want you to understand that the issue here is that anyway, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do it now. Sheikh says, um, "Everything that that one hears in a Sunnah, you should it is it is the, the most the the the, the, the 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 thing that we must do is to give adhan according to them." In, in each way and we have a qaida we have a maxim we have a rule okay that any acts of worship which are narrated in different manners listen to this write this down verbatim this is a rule this is a qaida yeah any acts of worship which are narrated in a variety of manners it is incumbent upon the people to perform them according to to the different narrations yeah as per their different versions according to different narrations I don't know how to translate that last part
0: A little bit debate
1: verbatim, you need to speak with this. So it sums up basically it sums up what shall we say Yeah, actually yeah, 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 but I just I I I don't know what I just said to be honest. Who heard what I said in the beginning?
0: Any acts of worship
1: that are narrated in a variety No what no, that's rubbish up. That's absolute disaster. Any acts of
0: worship that are narrated in a
1: variety of manners it is Oh wait, wait, is that does that even make sense? Any acts of any acts of worship which are narrated in a variety of in a variety of manners does that that make sense so far yeah that's literally the translation that the acts that those acts of worship any acts of worship which are narrated in different types different ways are done in different ways any acts of narration any acts of worship that are narrated in different ways No, that doesn't make sense because that could be different ways of narration that's why I said manners. That's why I said manner. Any acts of worship which are any acts of worship which are narrated in a of in a variety of manners. That's what you said. That's why I said. In a variety of manners, it is incumbent upon the people to perform them according to these different variety, or according to these variety of manners. It is incumbent upon the people to perform them according to these variety of manners. That's why. Uh, that's the one is incumbent upon the people to perform them in these variety of manners. Maybe if someone is better translating, then I'll just say the Arabic again. al ala It's a must for the people to do these actions according to these variety of manners. What he's basically trying to say is that if you hear the adhan has tarji' And you have the adhan narrated where it doesn't have targiah, then on one day you should do it like this, and on the other day you should do it like that. That's the meaning. So just like wudu, basically. Just like wudu when it comes to the number. Yeah. The number. Okay? Uh twice, three times, you should. It's been <coughs> it's been narrated. It's been narrated. So you should yani yeah, mix it up. Is everyone understanding that, that? It's not quite yep.
0: clear? So does that Yep. <coughs> Five different ways, for example, people should vary all five. They should alternate between
1: A, B, C, D, E. B, it's C, not necessarily. It's, it's, it's not a case of all five or all ten or whatever. It's a case of where it has been identified that an act of worship has definitely, authentically been narrated, done in different manners. Then once, sh- then each one then becomes a sunnah. Right. And so, if each one is a sunnah. Then it's the sunnah to follow the sunnah. Right. And each one of these is an individual sunnah. So, from implication,
0: what you're saying then, yeah. is the other and is masjid should be done in 15, 17, and 19. 17? Yes. That's what you're saying. That's,
1: of course, what I'm saying. That's absolutely what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, and of course, that's why Sheikh Uthaymeen says, as long, that's sunnah, as long as you don't cause confusion and fitna. Which is something which is haram. So you never put a sunnah forward over the risk of falling into haram, which is like some you know, old uncle saying, What on earth, get out, yani wahabi, your dog burn in hellfire, whatever. You know, call the police or whatever. God, God knows what happens these days. Yeah. It's mental, yeah? So you could get in big trouble. So you got to be careful, you know, he needs an education, needs whatever. But this is the kind of thing that when brothers together, people are in the da'wah, people should have a conversation. If you've been asked to give the adhan, and you know that you have the ability to speak to the people it's like you know the classic example of not doing this is that you know you walk in and people know that you're a student of knowledge and oh it's nice for you to come and then you walk into a message you don't know anyone you're only going to be there for the salah and you say right let's show these boys Maliki, bosh, bash bosh, yeah, and everyone's like what the heck's going on you got a but button and then you just leg it yeah and everyone's left for the next day and one week this guy came he, he was proper wild, but he was. you know what I'm saying so there's an issue here so um let me. Uh, Sheikh Uthameen gives four. He gives four benefits of applying this maxim. Okay, because if you apply this maxim, this rule, there will be four benefits. The first, number one, the preservation of the sunnah and the spreading of the different types amongst the people. Okay, حفظ ونشر بين الناس. The preservation of the sunnah and the spreading of its different types amongst the people. That's obvious, isn't it? If I now say, for example, if I didn't teach, I could have just said to you, write 15 words, guys, like he said. I didn't have to tell you about 17 and 19, and you would have not known the better. But I know that it's important for you to know that the Prophet ﷺ did a 17 word version. So I did it for you. And so I have now preserved the sunnah, I've taught you, now you know, you now tell other people, and they'll be like, no way, and then they will tell, so we spread, we preserve the sunnah, because remember, we're not saying, and that's why I mentioned my little kind of prologue at the beginning, that there are differences of opinion where you believe your position is strong and other guy is weak, yeah, this is not that difference of opinion. This is not that scenario. This is a scenario where we believe that the Hanbali's got it right, the Hanafi's got it right, the Shafi's got it right, the Maliki's got it right, and the Sunnah is to use all of them. Do you hear what I'm trying to say? And so, therefore, we, keep, we, we consider each one a Sunnah. So, the first one, preservation of the Sunnah. The second one, Thaniyan, Atayseerah lil Mukallaf, فَإِنَّا بَعْضَهَا قَدْ يَكُونَ أَخَفٍ مِنْ yahtaj فَيَحْتَاجَ لِلْعَمَلٍ This is not necessarily applicable here, but he goes that um, sometimes it makes it easier for the person. Sometimes it makes it easier for the person. Actually, does no, it can be applied here. The, the idea being that sometimes one version is easier to do than the other version. So for wudu' for example, to do one yani time is obviously easier than doing it three times if you've got less water, less time. Makes sense, yes? For example, if you're doing a 19-word version, four takbirs, and you want these guys knocking out the full, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, yep, then you know, and then you're doing tarji and whatever, that could be an extra three, four minutes. And if you're on a quick one, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the brothers are like saying, you know, quickly knock it out here. So then you just have to stand up and do the old behavior. So you can cut it short. So there is actually a sense to this second one that it makes it easier upon the group. I mean, it's actually true. If you were guys, for example, I'll give you an example. You're traveling in a car. Group of you. It's raining, can't stop, raining, can't stop. Suddenly rain stops. Service station comes in. You've got literally 10 minutes before Maghrib. Yep. You don't want the guy to go out there and start, yani, going, Allahu Akbar, Allah, yani, you know, I, I'm i now trained, you see? When I see a person, yani, I will grab him first. I say, bro, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. I will tell him straight. Ashaz, he knows that I have made a person in the middle of the adhan. He's giving it, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. I say, no, no, slower, uh, 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 quicker. Don't don't no, no stop, we need to hurry up. And he responds and he goes, the next two, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashad, respect. That's the kind of person I like. Because we ain't got time. So there is a point to the second one as well. Third, and I think this is the most important, myself. Third. It creates a greater consciousness of, of this deen a greater presence of the heart in the act of worship. Yeah? That's the actual translation. Hudur al-Qalb means that there's a, there's the presence of the heart increases. What we're talking about, we're talking about what everyone knows. That when you do something repeatedly on autopilot, the act becomes just another ritualistic act of worship. Someone says, go to Adhan, you just stand up and just let autopilot just take over, right? Any one of us could literally stand up here and you just go, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. You just, you just be. Now, if you go up And then someone says to you, we want the 19-word version. You're like, rah, 19-word version. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And you're having to stop and think, right, hold on. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. You will listen to yourself. You will hear yourself. You will think, Yani. you will concentrate. You will stop. You will pause. You will feel every letter. And ultimately, that's what we're wanting people to do in their worship, right? We want people to connect to their act of worship, to connect to Allah. Yani, this is not... Yani, when we say to the guy to make adhan, we're not saying because we want him to pass the time, you know, because he's bored, hey, give the adhan. We're saying that this is a great act of worship, go and get some reward. Or if I stand up, that's what I want to do. Yani, everything that we do, even sitting here, I mean, you know, man City are playing Everton tonight, by the way. That's no joke. That's a much better use of the Wednesday evening if you're looking for action, entertainment, and pastime, you know what I'm saying? Last night, apparently, shoot, I was buzzing. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? If you're going to be here, you've got to actually believe that this is going to benefit me, that I'm doing this so that I can concentrate more in my actions of worship, that I can get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's the only way, only way that's going to happen is if your heart enjoys and thinks and, and feels the presence of the worship, right? So, we know, and that's uh, uh, the, the, the little kind of book that I uh, wrote, or not book, it's an essay, or I don't know what it is, it's a list. Um, and it's called, um, what's it called man? Getting the best out of Salah? What is it called? Oh I forgot, it's called. No, 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 uh, uh, ages ago, it's like uh, about the prayer, what's it called? Different ways of making you, keeping it real, keeping it real in the prayer, that's it, yeah. Keeping it real in the prayer. That was from Sharh Shar- Mumtaz. On the issue of the prayer, where Shaykh Uthameen again uses this exact same principle, the exact same principle to teach people that even if you pray one way, pray different ways all the time. And when I say different ways, meaning vary between the Sunnah and acts. So that for example, for example, I'll give you the most obvious example right now. When a person stands up to pray quickly at home, what do they normally do? Alhamdulillah, Samadan Bang. Yes? Right? And that's laziness. And so what we would say to him is that, Aki, add a couple of surahs. Be a bit adventurous. Go to, you know, go to Washamsi or go to, you know, 29th. Yeah, (laughs) right, okay. Yani, you know, go, go something bigger. Do a couple of verses. Yani, you know. And you know what it is? He will really feel that if he does. I mean, the process of learning that extra two lines or a little surah and then the process of using it, his prayer will be completely different. Even though in length it's exactly the same. Even in terms of meaning of the verses it might not be as powerful as La Ahad, which is incredibly powerful, but his prayer is a hundred times better than the prayer that he prayed with Kulwalla Ahad. Because the prayer is not just what you do but what you feel. Yes? And that's something of course which we learned at the very beginning of the prayer that the Prophet ﷺ said in the Tirmidhi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remains looking at the slave as long as he is looking at Allah. Looking here meaning yani focusing on Allah. As soon as the slave turns away, Allah turns away. Meaning as soon as the person then starts to think about lunch and what am I going to do and I've got to eat dinner and I've got X, Y, Z. So his mind goes, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says forget him and then let's give our, you know, the reward to someone else who is focused. Yes? So, a person for example... He's at home and he says to himself, "I'm not even going to recite a surah." Now you might think, how can the prayer without a surah without a surah be as good as the prayer with the surah? My answer is that it will be a hundred times better than your prayer with the surah because you're going to be absolutely in pieces when you're going, and you're going to be thinking, I don't know what's happening here. And then you're just going to go, Allahu Akbar. And you're going to think, this is all so wrong. This is all so wrong. And you're just going to be in peace. You don't know. You're not used to not saying the surah. This is what you do. This is what you do in every single prayer. But you, what you've just shown is that we know that Rasulullah Sallallahu sometimes did not recite the surah. And so if you revive that sunnah here and there, you add a little kind of change to the system. And any change to the system, everyone likes a little bit of change fires you up so um you know and brings that and the first one uh rabi'an is al Jamie you will achieve practicing the sharia in its entirety you will achieve performing the sharia in its entirety Um, and I also want to say that um, uh, uh, then And then Sheikh says about reciting it nicely That um, it's important to realize That a person When they uh, do Do all of this Reciting Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, etc Or Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar So that's يعني, changing the style of recitation Then changing the words tarjiy, including tarjiya Not including tarjiyah Making it too etc etc all of this okay all of this is based upon the ability of the people who are listening because ultimately you're doing it in front of them if you're doing it in front of yourself then you must do it by yourself you've got to revive these sunnah and the adhan is something which is sunnah to give by yourself not obligatory kifai kifayani for the jama'ah by yourself it's sunnah okay so do it by yourself and and change it up mix it up you've now learned exactly how the the 19, 17 and the 15 word versions work but if you are doing it in public, it's it, the four reasons. There are enough of a reason to teach the people to do it. However, if you fear fitna, then you must not do it. As Sheikh uthaymeen again, he makes it clear. He goes reflect on the Prophet sallallahu and what happened to him when he, uh, uh, where he basically decided not to build the Kaaba like he wanted to, as it was uh, as it was according to the foundations. Uh, of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, a.s. as narrated by Imam Bukhari in Kitab al-Ilm. You know that the Prophet s.a.w. as you know, he wanted to, you know, the Quraysh had double doors and this and that and whatever, and he wanted to put it back to the same foundations as Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, But he um, left it because he knew even though that was the right thing to do, but the people wouldn't have handled it. The people, yani the Quraysh, yani new to Islam. This guy's already changed our religion, changed our this, changed that. Now he's changing our Kaaba as well. What's happening here? And you know, this is the kind of thing you gotta make a decision. When people are not ready for it, then you don't put it on. It's not a major issue and we'll stick to the other way. That's okay, it's acceptable. Yeah. So yani, you know, achieving the Sunnah Khan is not is not at any expense. At any price. You know this last statement? I I, I didn't mean to say it, but it just reminds me again of a very important statement. You know that this, one of the most important parts of knowledge that you will learn as students is to understand that there are many aspects of this deen that do not come at any price. You know people will often say that sharia at any cost. Yeah? This deen at any cost. And that's not correct that's not actually an Islamic principle. This is actually the, the, the banner or the slogan of ISIS or the khawarij or the people who you know declare war upon the Muslims or whatever. Islam at any cost. If we have to kill everyone to get there, then so be it. If we have to blow up all our enemies, so be it. If we have to kill the leaders and kill all the people who disagree with us, so be it. Because it makes sense according to their uh, banner at any cost, as long as Islam rules. It doesn't matter whether there's nothing to rule by, or the people are dead, or the animals are dead, or the land is scorched, or the money is burnt, everything is gone, then, you know, that it was worth it. But that's not the case. This principle in our deen is not the case. There are always limits. Even the Prophet wasallam, he struck a treaty. Even the Prophet wasallam knew when to step back and when to step forward, knew when the issue was right and what was wrong. Yani, let me give you an example. Uh, the Prophet sallallahu wa sallam, you know, is the most yani desiring of shahada, and the companions were like, you know, bored with life. Frankly, they were looking for any excuse yani for shahada. So why didn't they just yani suck off and just enter in and say, "Come on, let's have it." Why not? Why did they yani do the treat of Hudaybiyah? What for? Yani for? Unless that there was bigger interests. So the fact, and we know everyone's heard that, you know, uh, you know, it's the most cliched concept ever and there's some there's a hundred and one lectures on the treaty of Hudaybiyah. Listen to Yasser Qadis one, that's just uh, you know standard uh, one for you know standard fair and just and everyone focuses on the lessons, there are many lessons. But the bigger lesson which actually is not mentioned in these lectures, and I th- I wish it would be, but I'm telling you, is that forget the detail of Hudaybiyah, step back and just look at it from a bigger picture. Why was there even a point Yanni to go to Hudaybiyah when the Prophet was a Shahada anyway, when the whole point is to die you often hear that jihad is not about the victory it's about the effort itself it doesn't matter we're looking for the reward in the struggle of this that whatever so khalas then what does it matter and it actually shows that there are things bigger than just what you think the sharia is not established at any cost everyone dies and we get some kind of islamic state or everyone dies and the deen is only for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's no one left to worship it doesn't make sense so there are, there are these concepts that when we know that the situation is too difficult, too hard, or too much problem, or fitness going to you know, occur. then whatever. And the most obvious example of this is this hadith in the sunnah. Yani the Prophet ﷺ is talking about evil. If any one of you sees an evil, فَلْيُغَيِّرْهُ بِيَدِهِ Then let him change it with his hand. Meaning, see someone, then grab him and say, absolutely no way. Fa illam and if he is unable to do so, فَبِلِسَأَنِهِ, then let him then say, "Hey, don't do that." فَإِلَّا مِنْ there, And if he is unable to do so, then let him hate it in his heart. And that's the weakest of faith. The key lessons of this hadith: number one, that it's not good just to take the easiest option. It is weakness. It is weakness of. And the Prophet said, "It's a weakness of, of faith." Number two, that there is an idea that if a person decided not to actually use his hand and to use his mouth, is there some reason why he doesn't want to use his hand? Because he thinks that if I do this, then I'm, I'm going to get badly beaten or I'm going to be outnumbered or there's going to be a problem for the rest of the Muslims or X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And there is a concept which has been established of an istita'a ability. If there is no ability, if there is no ability, but there's always ability. There's always ability. There's always an opportunity to get more people and to get more whatever. So there is an understanding that fitna, causing people to become, you know, whatever, and getting people confused, that's a very important thing to avoid. And so as you've learned all this entire chapter and every chapter of fiqh that you learn and study, remember this golden rule, yeah? Use it completely freely and openly and as much as you possibly can with people who know and understand. And when it comes to the general public, then they are miskeen people. they need a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of mercy, a lot of yani culturing, a lot of tarbiyah, and so on and so forth. And you've got to be very, very careful. Sometimes it's just not worth it. And that's the one who understands. That's the one who understands knowledge. Who knows that there are bigger issues than what you're making. It's more important to keep the Muslims unified than to make this point an issue. Without any denigration of the issue. This is the problem. When When people use this principle, immediately those who don't know say, Ah, so it's not a major issue then, uh, So it's not the sunnah then, ah. Uh, it's not yani whatever. No, brother, I knew that before you were born. I know how important it is and how not important it is, but I also know that it's more important to keep the Muslims yani at this time to enlighten this yani. It needs to be an understanding. So this point that Sheikh Al-Tameen makes is uh, is an important one. And to close, he mentions ala that it needs to be from a high place. Yes, okay, because I don't want to get into the, the purification part. And, and the, the, the reason why the author says it needs to be from a, a high place is because that of course spreads the sound. We mentioned yesterday. Um, but the argument is going to be there, isn't it? In today's time, when it's done by speaker, do you need to be high? And in my opinion, no. But I want you to know that the sunnah of all of the, the mu'adzineen, Abi Mahdura, Abdullah ibn Maktoum, Sayyidina Bilal, was that they would give adhan on all the houses and the highest houses. One of the female companions of the one of the female companions, look at this if you said this today to people, Yani. One of the female companions of the Prophet, she said that Bilal would come to my house every morning and get on the top of it. Okay. Every morning and uh, wait for Fajr. And yani before then would give the adhan because Bilal gives the adhan by night time. Can you imagine yani a woman today saying an unrelated man come to my house yani before even morning light has broken, and you know go upstairs yani to give the adhan? There would be outrage. There would be righteous outrage of all the uncles of the community. Anyway, so no, I don't believe that yeah, in the presence of speakers and so on that you need to go high because that is an issue of carrying sound. But there are some scholars that said no, that to copy the companions in this even is better. So my, my position is that if there is an opportunity to give the adhan from a high place, the masjid is built in that way, then you achieve both. You use the speakers and you kind of are, are seen. It's difficult. We're going gonna to discuss this properly next week. It's really difficult to determine what the real reason behind an act is. Because we're going to come to the issue of not putting your fingers in your ears. And we'll talk about next week. We'll talk about next week because there's a big point. Okay, questions. Questions. Asked. Yes. So uh, go prolonging it. So you know. Otherwise known as. Otherwise known as a question. <laughs> so
0: say, Allah, Quran, Allah, Allah.
1: We're gonna come that. We're gonna come to that. Inshallah. When we're gonna come to that? We're gonna come to that next week. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Can someone remind me not to ask or not to accept questions from I girl?
0: Yeah?
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, right. i trying to work out why is it that she said that? Because I learned how to lip- brush your hair, yeah? Oh, yeah. uh-huh, right. <laughs> she's right. She's right. She said, Is it, you know, you said that at the beginning you learn something new every day. Is <coughs> one of those things that you learn how to brush my hair? And she's right, I never brushed her hair or brushed anyone's hair, actually, to be honest, in all my life until I was tortured recently by Mrs. Yanni, legging it for all day. Left that muggins there to look after. What a mission that was in the morning, man, combing hair. Mission. Absolute mission. But anyway. Any questions, boys? Yes. <laughs> you know what, sorry? A form of dhikr, yes. So would you get more reward for doing the longer period? No very good question that brother says because the adhan is a form of dhikr do we get more reward for doing the longer version which makes a very common sense point right because the more dhikr you do the better it is and i said no which is also a, a controversial answer because you'd think very common sense anything which is longer is better but here it is it is it is it is not what is longer it is what is actually better right what we need to determine here is not what is longer as we normally would with dhikr it is with what is better so for example let me give you an easy example let me give you an easy example no no no, no that's not one let me think um.
0: if, if you're surrounded by people who know that the sunnah is to um, uh, use different um urban, then making it short and making the 15 then in that case it's gonna be better because you're gonna revive the sunnah if you're Shafi'i or or Maliki. That make yeah, sense. Yeah,
1: that's also possible. Sunnah Fajr. What example would be Yeah, yani
0: you start. With-
1: yeah, good, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. Sunnah or Fajr, right? Who's to argue we know the in basic principle that to recite long reciting Quran is 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 best, so we should recite, you know, Surah Kaaf or Surah Al you know, Safat, Yani. In the first rakah of, of Salatul Fajr Sunnah. But the Sunnah is to recite Qul Ahad, Qul Ya'il Kafirun, and Qul اللَّهُ Ahad. Two very, very short surahs, right? So, dhikr is only better when it's longer, when it's when the actual dhikr is open ended without any other better alternatives. So, for example, when it's saying Subhanallah, he will be hamdi, for example, or Astaghfirullah. And we know that a person can say it one time or 70 times Then to say it more is more rewarded. However, if you say to yourself, someone was to say, is it better to say Astaghfirullah <coughs> 70 times after the fourth prayer or Ayatul Kursi? We say Ayatul Kursi. The Hadith is very clear on that. And if the other guy does you know, a bit of Astaghfirullah afterwards, then it's greater as well. So the answer is no. It's not better per se to say that longer Adhan. It is better to use whatever Adhan one can and one is able to revive. Yeah yeah
0: before making before um, changing the type of azan adan, um, can you tell the people actually, before doing it uh, you can
1: you can. can and sometimes that's good sometimes it's good i am by the way i'm just going to you know and you'll see many imams do that you know, uh, uh, sheikh abdur rashid al sufia whenever he leads the prayer he spends yani yeah, five minutes praying to the people i'm reciting qira'at that. don't yani yeah, bother yani yeah, going yani yeah, from the back of the room some bachas just learning just am going Yeah, so yeah, it's good sometimes, you know, to tell people. Jeff, yeah, you
0: mentioned uh, the third point uh, in the benefits of giving. Yeah, Hudur al Qalb.
1: Hudur al Qalb. Hudur al Qalb. Yeah. Uh,
0: number third point, you mentioned like it creates good the presence of the heart. It would be for the mu'azzin, not for the people listening, is it?
1: No, for all people. But because in principle, of course, in principle, all of these three, four points are for the actor, for yeah. the one who does it. Yeah. In its primary sense. But that doesn't mean that they are restricted to the actor. It doesn't mean they're restricted to the guy doing it. Like for example, if I'm sitting there, right, and the adhan is going on, I normally carry on my conversation. Yes? And I repeat after the mu'adzin and carry on my conversation. That's normally my way. Some people say, don't speak, don't speak whether you do or not do is not a major thing as long as you follow the sunnah of repeating what the Prophet ﷺ said repeat after we'll come to that later so if I'm listening and I hear silence on the microphone and I hear whispering and I think dang my man went into tarjih <laughs> I stopped my conversation with my man straight away do you understand what I'm trying to say so of course it has an effect upon people around
0: and also Shaykh uh,
1: you know with the adhan does it depend the iqama will be different to the adhan Depends no we'll come to the iqam we'll come to the iqam in its right place any other questions? Um,
0: in the adhan um, they spell Allahu Akbar um Allah.
1: Who did that? It wasn't word. No it wasn't. It was, it was your dad يعني yeah, 무슨 about. <laughs> this is the problem when I give your dad a job to do and he changes <laughs> the letters It's okay. I'll speak to him afterwards, okay? Don't worry. You know me, Amza, I've got your back all the time bro. Online? Can you explain the concept of Muratul Khilaf
0: and suggest some book some good books on it? Murat? Muratul Khilaf. What's Murad? Murat? Which
1: murat? Hmm? My sister, uh, murat? I don't know what murat, I don't know what the statement means. Tell us right in English. Um, no, I just need to type it in English what she actually means I don't know what I don't know what she's trying to say.
0: tajweed for reading the quran and does one end up
1: in fatal error because of that good question is it obligatory to learn tajweed right after i sent out that email people are now freaked out right so i don't want to freak people out i don't believe that it is obligatory to make your voice yani yeah, sound you know super super sweet and whatever whatnot in short i do not believe that tajweed in the way that the people understand it is obligatory Okay. Um so for example or you know uh or tanween and you know to make yani idgham and so on and so forth and to not you know the the, the technical points. For example like, like I said example ashhadu alla ilaha illallah is tajweed. Allah is tajweed. If I say an la is correct but not with tajweed. Do you get what I'm saying? So is it correct I just said it's correct But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us to recite With tarteel, correctly Properly, and properly is the system of tajweed The system of tajweed goes back to the companions Okay And there were some that said that, you know, that It's not from the Prophet and so on and so forth There's some discussion and people not And some of you know that I'm a bit harsh upon people yeah, Who make too much of a big thing out of it But you know what it is I don't think it's harsh when people are so bad at it That they can't say it at all Which is 99% of Muslims and so I, believed, I don't believe it's obligatory. But do I believe that it's absolutely obligatory to say the letters correctly and to not change the meanings? Yes. Not just fatal error. The letters need to be said correctly. We can't have a person intentionally saying, uh, you know, يعني, you know he, he, and knowing that he's saying it wrong and continuing like that. It's not possible. So that's obligatory to change you know but for example to get it right Alif Lam and then knowing how to the exact second that you transfer to the Lam Meme that's from yani, the advanced lessons, lessons of Tajweed there's a rule and about how many seconds and the level of the amount of yani, movement towards the next meme that's not obligatory that's not obligatory and you're not in sin for reciting that way <coughs> I, think,
0: uh, I think the public Tajweed as a makharij
1: and that's my problem if it's if people are thinking makharij makharij is the the word which indicates where the letter comes out from meaning how you pronounce a letter and how to pronounce a letter is obligatory it's a must that you know how to recite a letter but that's not tajweed that's an aspect of tajweed but the way that people understand tajweed is what like i said the beautification of it the seeing whatever and of course yani these classes these days they focus on how to say the letter not yani about the rest of the stuff that comes afterwards of course yeah, yeah. of between scholars. right That's it. so what what's the question so um, the, uh, what's the concept what's, can
0: you explain the concept of that I don't know the book I don't know the book sorry I don't know the book I don't know what. I don't
1: understand I don't the question to be honest atadawak <laughs> 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 atadawak yes ikhtilaf <laughs> يعني <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meaning that differences which are oh sorry an act of worship which is done in various ways. This is to know what, Yanni. Yep.
0: Um, please comment what is beautifying one's recitation of the Adhan and next week? What, what is excessive? Yep, in- next week, inshallah. Okay. Uh, since Adhan is dhikr, why do we have to be careful about the
1: Tajweed? Um. So the question is because the Adhan is dhikr, why do we have to be careful about the Tajweed? I think but the question is implication is that dhikr can be done even internally or whatever I don't know I'm not sure that's a mistake by the way if that person is thinking like that that because it's dhikr and we can make dhikr lying down and this and that and we can make dhikr by remembering Allah in ourselves and asleep and x and y or whatever that's right <laughs> tell us a score bro come on that's right Sorry. what a <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that <laughs>
0: Oh, listen! Oh, lesson.
1: Oh, <laughs> <All> listen! <lesson. laughs> <All lesson>. <laughs> he had it on, <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow Allah Subhanahu wa Taala decided that we would, <laughs> <not go home. laughs> yeah. we would not go home. We would not go until we see the truth. <laughs> 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 completely completely yeah. lost the thing <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right,
1: anyway. Uh, so this is I understand because it's true that you can make dhikr by thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any kind of form in any kind of fashion inside, outside, whatever but there's a mistake if you believe that the spoken verbal dhikr can be said in some kind of lackadaisical like you know lazy, lame kind of way without worrying about tajweed that's a massive mistake even dhikr which is alhamdulillah doesn't mean you can say like you hear the Arabs say the Arab yani, not pax they would never say that and never write it it's disgraceful. They, they, they write, Alhamdulillah. They were actually right. You know, if they're on Facebook or whatever, you know, just like standard cultural kind of Arabs, Alhamdulillah. ham Alhamdulillah. Because they have become so used to it. I mean, it's a good thing in that they say Alhamdulillah so much that they've got like the shortened version. And you would read that and you think, huh? And unless you were from that culture, you wouldn't even understand. Yes? I'm just saying that a person becomes so lazy and I've seen so many of the Arabs who write like that when you speak to them you ask them how are you they say Alhamdulillah they actually say Alhamdulillah and that's not right it's Alhamdulillah and just because it's Dhikr you're not allowed to say Alhamdulillah has be Alhamdulillah yes like black packs you know Asaikum aunties yeah stand Asaikum what's Asaikum what's Asaikum 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 <laughs> what is that? As-salamu alaykum. As-salamu alaykum. alaykum. ya akhi. It's bad. So it's a bit like it's, it's slang. It has become slang. And, and just because, and the, the sister or brother makes a point, because it's dhikr, why do we need to worry about tajweed? No, we do. It's, it's because it's dhikr that we need to worry that it's tajweed. Because we could say hi. Hey, how you doing? Yeah? So when we choose to say Assalamu alaykum, we get rewarded for that. There's so many hadith. Oh my goodness! The hadith, the, because it's not it's not obligatory to say Assalamu Alaikum. So we need to motivate the person to say it. So if you see the hadith which give the rewards of the person who says Assalamu Alaikum, it's clear it's clear hadith, a, a clear reward and clear everything. So it's got to be said properly. And likewise, the one who responds is it's also responds with dhikr, but an obligatory form of dhikr. and he can't say I can say. What's that? Yeah, yeah, Quran. I mean, this idea is very important to to you know to to correct. Anything else? Okay, this is very quickly before I close. Zakumulakhir, nice lesson. Two points. Friday, Hamza Zortis here in the Shilu Masjid It'd be nice for you to pop along. Yeah, show him some some, some support. Eight o'clock, and he's moved that because Sheikh Omar is going to be here. Omar Suleiman uh, on Saturday night, seven o'clock at the um, uh, European uh, Islamic Center in Oldham. Um, you can find the details on bayana.com and insha'Allah so if you got time pop along there as well the first one is free the next one is 20 pounds and this gonna be worth it no doubt insha'Allah Jazakumullah khair Subhanakallahumma bihamdika Ashhadu an la ilaha ilaha and to astaghfirullah wa atubu alaykum wasalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah